0: God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, He a boy shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from forced camel here, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all over Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed the sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to come to Moses. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it's fitting, expensive, for we must carry out all that God has And so John agreed to baptize him. And after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Father, well, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for baptism this morning. In order to talk about water baptism, I just pray the Lord, you just speak to our heart. And uh, Lord, just remind us how important this really is. And so, Lord, we Bless word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the point we are going to have a baptismal service, and uh, we just changed it around just so that more people could be here. And so I did prepare the message on baptism. I said, well, we'll speak this message today, and hopefully we'll encourage a few other people maybe to consider baptism, and that uh, they could be baptized uh, next week. At the end of the service, that's when we'll be doing it. Oh, then. And so, if we talk about water baptism, water baptism is something that is essential to our faith. Uh, you will note that water baptism is a firm belief of all Christian denominations, and it is practiced by all Christian denominations. It's sometimes done differently according to the various denominations, but all denominations consider water baptism as something every Christian should do. And I think that in itself just speak to of us of the importance of Of water baptism. Now, here in our church, we believe that every Christian, of course, should be baptized. And we practice this water baptism by immersion, which is what we see here in the scriptures that uh, Jesus talks about Jesus coming up out of the water. And here in this verse, we see John the Baptist, Jesus, and they're being baptized in the river Jordan. And uh, we've had the privilege when we went to Israel a couple of times that we were able to baptize there. And it's a pretty cool thing to do. And when you actually see the Jordan River and you see these places that the Bible talks about, it really does help your faith. Uh, because you're actually seeing your faith by sight as you're over there. So It's a Pretty cool thing. Now, as a church, we believe it's very important to follow the Lord in the waters of baptism. And if you're a Christian, then you should be water baptized. And if Jesus did it to me that I don't think we really need to say anymore. Jesus did it and he found it necessary. He said it was a required of God. And I think that should settle any argument within us to say that I need to be baptized as a Christian. And so do what Jesus did. Now to talk a little bit more about baptism, just want to look at some of the essentials that speak out to me as I look at the passages of scripture that talk about baptism. Now obviously I'm not going to talk about all of them, this is a number of scriptures as to talk about water baptism. We're just going to be talking from the verses that we looked at here uh, this morning. So first of all, in water baptism, there's the essential of repentance that needs to be considered. As a time to faith in Jesus Christ, there is a necessary step of repentance. We talked about that uh, about a month ago or so, uh, the need of repentance in our world today. Well, the message of repentance was the main message that John the Baptist was giving people before they were baptized. Matthew 3, 1 and 2 uh, says, "...and in those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness began preaching." His message was, "...repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is new." Now, it's interesting as you see that phrase, that phrase is repeated a number of times in the Bible. And one of those times where it's repeated is repeated by Jesus Christ Himself. And we see that in Matthew 4, 17. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins, turn to God, for so the kingdom of heaven is near. So that's rather a strong message really throughout the Bible that we do need to come to that place of repentance. And I realize, you know, today in our Christianity, sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes we don't come that place where we repent of our sins. And really, that kind of leads us to very shallow Christianity or ineffective Christianity uh, when we don't come to that place in our Christian faith to recognize that we have sinned and that we need to be forgiven of, of those sins. And so before one considers baptism, one should be looking at this area of repentance. Have I repented of my sins? Have I asked God and forgive me. That's rather important for us to recognize. Now, repentance was a message that both John and Jesus preached. It's also a message that we see that his life preached as well. And it's something that needs to come before we are baptized. So, we really need to repent of those sins, heal those sins as we come that place of baptism. you see, as the John said here in Matthew six, and when they confess their sins, he baptized them, in the Jordan River, and so there wasn't a long waiting period. As you ask Jesus Christ to come in, York, you profess your belief, and Him, you uh, come back, to a Lord, I'm sorry for the sins I've made. There don't have to be a long period of waiting. You'd be baptized immediately, just as they were at this point. So to repent of one sin, obviously, be a confession of sin that we recognize before God that we have done things that have been wrong, that we've fallen short of what He requires. It does involve, you know, there should be a regret. There should be a sorrow inside of us for those sins. And, and not just a sorrow, but a desire to say, I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to change my life and live with God. And so it involves a turning around in our lives. We start a new journey where we just decide to follow Jesus Christ and His ways. And when we do that, that's really expressing the desire of repentance. It's really showing that we're ready for that next step. The water baptism. And that's kind of essential that God requires of all of us before baptism that we repent of our sins and we ask God for His forgiveness. Then, secondly, in water baptism, there's the essential of turning to God. The decision needs to be made that we desire to change the direction of our lives, that we turn from our sinful ways to start living in righteous ways. And again, this is very important as well as we get baptized, because that's basically what you're signifying here. You're, you're signifying as you go down into the waters that, you know, this is the old way. This here is the old me, and I'm burying it in the waters of baptism. And as I rise up, I'm rising up to a new way of living and a new desire to serve the Lord. And, and that's what you're doing when you're baptized. You're showing to people, listen, I am turning to God. I'm placing my faith in Him. And I'm telling people the testimony that I desire to serve the Lord. And we see that Matthew 3, 2, repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. So to come to faith in Christ, Obviously, we start off by depending on our sins or professing our our bullies in Jesus Christ, but there's a choice being made. There's a choice being made that we're going to change the direction in our lives. And we're going to be putting to death the old ways and turning towards new ways that we desire the Lord. And it needs to be more than just a profession, but also a lifestyle that begins to be changed and a lifestyle that is to be pursued. So, turning to God requires a change of direction. You're not going to old ways anymore. You've, you've turned around, and you're going in a different direction. You're going into a new lifestyle. There's a new Lord. There's a new Master in your life. And John the Baptist, he showed us how serious this was that he spoke to the religious leaders as the Pharisees and the Sadducees the that they come out to see, like, what's going on over here in the wilderness? Why are these people running to this prophet man. And he rebuked them often, just as Jesus did, and expressed to them about that if you really want to be baptized, that you need to go change. That's part of the process. Turning to God requires a decision to change one's lifestyle and to have to perform that change. Things ought to be different. they are not to be the same as the world. Christians are supposed to be different. And I know today that, you know, the big cry that I hear from the world is, why would I need to become a Christian when I don't see your Christians any different than me? They're doing the exact same things as me. As Christians, we call it to be different. Matthew 3.8. He says, prove by the way you live that you've repented of your sins and turned to God. Very important that we prove that we are followers of Jesus Christ to it differently. So turning to God involves a change of direction, change of lifestyle. That's very important for us. And when you're baptized, again, you're proclaiming that before witnesses. And you're saying, for all the people that will be gathered here, and you're saying, Oh, well, this is my desire right now. I want my desire all follow Jesus Christ. I, I want to live differently. I don't want to live the same way that I was. And I want to live a different life. And that's what you're testifying as regards through the waters of baptism. Again, that's essential. There needs to be that choice to make a turn one's life, to turn towards God. Matthew 3, 11 says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. Again, that needs to happen before you get baptized. Not after, but that choice is made before you even be baptized. Because the baptism is showing that this is your desire. And so, if you desire that within your heart, then there's an open expression where you get water that So again, uh, very, very important. And also, I, I should mention, uh, when we, we talk about baptism, sometimes as believers we can go up and we can go down. Sometimes we go through hard times in our lives, and sometimes we walk away from God. And if that happens to be you, where you felt that you've walked away from God and you're at a place that you you know what, I, I would love to be baptized again because, you know, I, I haven't lived up to my profession and I'd love to be able to be baptized again. And if that is a not inspire you, we, we gladly do that as well. I realize as well, sometimes people were baptized when they were very small, which that is okay and wonderful. But, you know, as you get older, you kind of... Right Recognize like baptizing means a little bit more to you than what it did when you were a child. And so you come back to that place say, I don't want to be baptized again. And so, you know, we are open uh, to do that. Then further in water baptism, we come to the essential of the kingdom of heaven. And baptism, there needs to be an acknowledgment of what this kingdom really is about. And for the Jewish people, they understood this term. It is speaking of the coming Messiah and that there was preparations that you needed to make uh, for the coming of the Messiah. Now, John the Baptist was telling you that some of the preparation was simply repent of your sins and turn to God that you might receive this new kingdom. Matthew 3, 2, Repent of your sins, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. So John was preaching of this coming Messiah, God's plan of salvation that was about to come to pass. And of course, as Christians now, we recognize that Jesus Christ is indeed the Messiah that brought salvation to us. And we realize that, yes, He was. He proved who He said He was by His baptism, by His miracles, by His death, His resurrection, His ascension, all those things. And so we recognize that Jesus Christ is that kingdom. And on the day of the Pentecost, Apostle Peter Again, he would speak of the necessity of, well of recognizing the kingdom of God had come to the coming of the Messiah, who was indeed Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says, Acts 2, 36, 38. So let anyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. And Peter's words pierced their hearts when they said to him, and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, Each of you must repent you of your sins, same verse again, of your sins, turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And let's you that the kingdom has come, so must recognize who that king is. that's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That He's our Savior, He is our new King, He is our Lord. He is our master. Sometimes, you know, as Christians, when we talk about Christ of salvation, uh, we don't always make Jesus our Lord. And we need to remember something that that's who he's supposed to be to us. He's supposed to be our Lord and our Savior. And, uh, I mean, he rules. He reigns and we submit to him. And so Jesus Christ is that promised Messiah. He is the Savior of the world. And so our baptism, again, is testifying that we're putting our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. That he is our Messiah, he is our Lord, our Savior, and that the kingdom of God has come into our own life. We're moving from the kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. We're moving from where the enemy or our soul was reigning in our lives to now where the Savior, Jesus Christ, is reigning in our lives. He's changed kingdom. So What's the about? then, fourthly, and he says baptism is obedience. Baptism is a response to obedience. That we're doing something that God requires. It's not something necessary that a church requires. It's something that God requires. Baptism should be considered not as something optional, but something that we all should do. And that we should obey the word of the Lord. Matthew 3, 15, Jesus said, "...it should be done, it should be baptized, for we must carry out all that God requires." That's a very important question. It's it's a requirement from God. It's not a church requirement, although churches have as part of the statements of faith to encourage people to be baptized. God says it's something that is required. And so Jesus was baptized, told us that it was a requirement, And so, certainly, as followers of all people, we should be wanting to follow the Lord into those waters of baptism. It really just makes common sense to us. Jesus, again, wanting to stress this essential of baptism, he spoke of it again just before his ascension. So, coming towards the last words where Jesus is about to leave and he's going to address his disciples one last time before he sends them to heaven. And what did he say? Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so, if we're a Christian, then we should be baptized. That's what God's commission was. That's what Jesus' great commission is to be baptized. So, it's choosing to be baptized is declaring that you're choosing to obey Christ. That you're choosing to come in alignment with Jesus Christ. Say, I am certain of the Lord and I'm here today in obedience to what this. said. Then lastly for today, as we look at the essentials of heaven's approval, we, we look at the essentials of heaven's approval in baptism. And that's something I think we can sometimes overlook and not realize that baptism does open a door to heaven's approval. It opens a door to heavenly blessings. Look at what happened as Jesus was baptized, Matthew 3, 16-17. And after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. You know, I think sometimes we, we pass over that passage to quickly just thinking that it's it's our Heavenly Father testifying that Jesus truly is the Son of God and Savior of the world. I think there's more to it than just that. See, I really believe that we're baptized, that the heavens are open, that God is speaking over us and blessing us, opening up the heavens to us and telling us that, yes, you are my child. You belong to me now. And as He opens up that there's blessings that start to get released in our lives, as chosen to obey him. look at Acts 2, 38 again. And it says, Peter, speaking to the people, he said, Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you go back to that passage of Scripture where Jesus is baptized and the heavens open and the Holy Spirit descends on him. Well, this is kind of telling us the same thing that as we get baptized, that heaven is opening up to us. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is coming down upon us. There's an anointing that comes upon us as we are baptized. And that's something I think we all should desire. It's a heavenly blessing. Here in this title, of a heavenly blessing of forgiveness. That there's forgiveness being extended to us. There's this blessing of the Holy Spirit to empower us and to quicken us that comes can come to us. And I really believe that as we're baptized, we should be expecting the Lord to shine upon us. We may not see the literal heavens open up and, and a light shining down upon us or a dove coming down over our heads, but I believe that the Lord is very pleased that every individual that is baptized is in favor of God shining down on that individual. And I believe that there's blessings that God starts to do because of that choice. God blesses good choices. He, he didn't go. And water baptism is one of those good choices that brings blessings and opens the heaven into our lives. And so, this morning, as we talk about water baptism, probably most in here have already been water baptized. And maybe those that are watching, maybe most of you have already been baptized. But I want to encourage you, if you have not been baptized, to consider baptism. Or if you've been a a believer that maybe has you know, kind of walked away from God and it some time you were doing things that you know, like, this does not been to you, Lord. I'm so sorry. I just want to make a fresh statement again today to say, I'm going to serve you. And if that's you, please let us know. And again, we'd just love to baptize kind of you as well. But it is essential. It is important. It's something that God wants us all to do. And so I really want to encourage you to think about that, today. Right? Think about it through this week, give us a call, and join with the others who are making a choice to be water baptized. And again, let's not do this thing of excuses. So I'm always amazed how Christians, uh, many, many, many years have never been baptized. And we just keep putting it off, keep putting it off, putting it off. It's not that we don't believe in it, It's just kind of like, well, oh, you know, this thinking that mean Keep putting it off. Maybe it's time to say, you know what? It's time. I'm going to do it this time. I'm not going to delay it. I'm not going to change. And uh, we've done baptisms of of people uh, that were nearly nine years of age. But it's never been a time. And so don't wait till you're nineteen. You get one point. Do it today. And uh, decide today. And so that's just what I want to encourage you to do to honor the Lord uh, by following Him in the waters of baptism. You are not joining a church by doing so. You don't have to be to this church to be baptized. If you're baptized, that doesn't make you a member of this church. Be baptized over here.